This is Mike Bartolomeo, pastor of Church for the Harvest in Alexandria, Minnesota. The Bible is the Word of God. Within its pages are revealed God's perfect will and plan for mankind, the answers to life's hardest questions, and instructions on how to live a victorious Christian life. I believe the following message can change your life if you will let it. Join us now as we share the Word of God today. So my name is Justin Godfrey, and this is my wife, Sarah Godfrey. Good morning, everyone. Um, First of all, it's such an honor and a privilege to be here this morning and be on stage and be able to share with you all. Um, We have been, first of all, he's been up here several times, and this is my first time doing a sermon. So... She's going to blow chunks for Jesus. <laughs> no, no blowing chunks for Jesus. Um, so I just want to start out by saying that we have been members here at Church of the Harvest for 17 years. And um, our ch- this church means a lot to us, and it's just an honor to be up here. So just a background story for Justin and I. Um, we met when I was actually 16 and a half, so my son's age, which is crazy to think about. Um, we went to college, we got married, we went to more college, and we had babies, and, you know, throughout it all, we remained members here, moved back and forth, but, um, we've been members, like I said, for 17 years. Tomorrow, we celebrate our 19-year wedding anniversary. Woo! I got married when I was 10. Yeah. And... But it's been just so fun because we've watched Church for the Harvest go through such amazing phases. Like when we joined the church, they were at Alitech. They were renting a space there, set up, take down every Sunday. And then it was Discovery School, same, set up, take down every Sunday. And then when they got this building, it was so exciting because it was a permanent situation, you know. But all along, they've always had a massive vision for the church. It's always been the end goal and the big goal was to have a building and, um, and essentially just so we can serve more. But I am so fortunate to be a part of that process and see the plans last week. And, um, I'm just excited for us all to be a part of such a big part of what harvest is about. And that's growth. Yeah. Um, which you guys will know more really soon, but this is a super exciting phase because like we have, we've been, you know, there was a season where every single week we had to tear down all of the instruments and tear down all the stuff and go in freezing temperatures and shove it in a trailer and, and then reset it back up every week. And then we got to this place, which was super blessing. But, like, it's cool to see behind the scenes, like, the phases of harvest. And, like, now I feel like we're the lucky ones here that are here now. Some have been here a long time. Some are new. But we're, like, getting to a place where we are on the edge of like the biggest thing that's ever happened in church history, which is us going to a new building and having our own actual property, um, having our own stake in the community that is saying, you know what, no matter what, because like our lease could change, this building could get bought and this building, this is done. So like that is a weak point for our body. We don't know where it would go. So I'm so excited. It's fun to be able to get into a season where like we get to see the exciting part. We're like on the cusp of what's next. Mm And, like, I don't know, my kids might get married there. And, you know, like, my grandkids might get baptized in that building. Like, this is a big next thing. So it's super exciting. We'll get into that, um, you know, in the months to come. We're going to be doing more and more info on that. But anyway, we're on the edge of it. It's super pumped. Um, But talking about phases, 
when we're sitting and we're talking, we're going, okay, what are we going to say and what are we going to go over? I read about this thing. It was called the takeaway challenge. And what the takeaway challenge is, is you go and you take your life as a, as a single person or as a married couple, whatever you want to do, and you, you compartmentalize it into, you know, a few seasons, and then you try to, like, boil it down so that if someone was in that season, you'd be like, you know what, if I had to give you one piece of advice or if I had to tell you one God story of where God showed up or really encouraged me, you know, I'll boil it down to those one couple of things. The whole point is, if you do it as a community, you all of a sudden have all of these boiling points, these gold nuggets that people sometimes took decades to get, and then you share them. Well, I'm all about, like, if I can take the shorter route, I'm going to take it. <laughs> if you have a fast, if we're talking about workouts, I'm a hit training. Give me a minute as hard as I can and quit. You know, that's like, so for us, it was like to boil it down. We thought, you know what, we're just going to share some of our season. And then at the same time, we're hoping that like, I don't know, what do you have to lose? This afternoon, think about it yourself and share it with your spouse. And then maybe you'll end up sharing that with some friends and then they'll share theirs with yours. And before you know it, we're being the church and we're lifting each other up right. and we all win. Um, so, oh, good job. Yeah, that was the one. <laughs> share with them to lift them up and see God's plan. Oh, I took it off. Step four was like win more often. Because like, that's my goal in life. Yes, we all fail. Yes, we suck at times. Yes, we, like, but I just want to win more. Mm -hmm. I don't like falling for the same stuff. It makes me feel naive. Mm -hmm. So right. I'm always trying to level up and look for what's more and how do I do it better. So, um, so with the takeaway, let's just cover this real quick and then we'll get into it. So um, if you would um, just cover this service, Father. Heavenly Father, we just pray over this time. We pray, Father, that uh, what we have to say would not come forth, Father, but that you would even boil off what we're saying, that your gold nuggets would come out, Lord, that it would speak to the hearts and minds. And Lord, we know that every time that um, we come up here, there is a purpose and a vision. So Father, we just ask your blessing over it. We pray that your word would go forth, and we just pray a blessing over everyone that's here. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, so... With that said, our first phase is we separated it into um, the dating or the newlywed phase. Which, Look at those babies. <laughs> that's 21-year-old Justin and 19-year-old Sarah. They went and put champagne at the table, and then a server came by and took hers. They were like, nope, yes. you don't get any. <laughs> I was yes. like, but I'm the one getting married. <laughs> uh, um, so in this phase... Um, that person there, uh, super excited. Yes, you're carefree, but like the thing that I think about when I think back to being that age is like, I was scared. Like, I just got married. I'm 21 years old. If you're 21, you know that you know everything. But if you're 35, you know you don't know anything at 21. So when you're 21 and you're going, I'm setting the course for the rest of my life right now. You know, if I go into college for what I'm going into, I'm locking in for the next eight years of this track and what if it's not the right decision and we're getting married and you know what are uh you know you hope we were we always kind of knew but like you still go oh my gosh I'm making all these huge decisions for the rest of my life and in that season we were not saved like we weren't seeking Christ during no. that season so we we grew up in the church mm -hmm. but I would say here's the best way I can put it I was like on the 50 50 like 
I had to reason out a lot of things, but the part where I was at with God was I was like, this was literally how I, I kind of boiled it down. Um, Jesus is a good idea. Uh, a lot of people I know believe in him. Um, I really hope he's there, but like I'm going to believe in him just in case. Because if I die and I believed in him, I go to heaven. But if I die and I didn't, well. It was like an insurance policy. It was insurance. So I did it just because it's like I better just cover my bases. That was super scary. Um, In that season, not knowing that God has a purpose for my life, not knowing that he's going to look out for me in every situation, not knowing that if something goes wrong, which stuff will always go wrong, he's going to show up and make that situation right. I wish I would have known that at that point. But like in that season, I just felt like I was just scared all the time because I didn't know whose I was and I didn't know who I could lean on. And so my biggest takeaway is like young people, if you're brought up in a good church and a good, I mean, we were brought up, I was brought up very well and I was brought up in church. But I mean, like if you understand who Christ is and you know him, like don't put that off for anything because that is the biggest gift for life Every situation, stuff might change, but you will manage all of that stuff if you have step one. So like if you have it, guard that thing. Do not let it go. Don't let someone talk you out of it because we've done both ways and believe me, it's way better on the other side. Um, So my biggest takeaway is, is just hold on to it. Right. Well, and when we were talking about this season too, I was like, yes, that was scary, but excuse me. I also want to just celebrate. Whoa. I also want to celebrate all the firsts because that was such a season of like a lot of firsts. It yeah. was first bridal shower. It was first, you know, wedding and only. And first college apartment that was $185. You know, it was the smallest little teeniest thing, but it was ours and it was amazing. And like she celebrate like, look, we got a bill. And it has both our names on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. That was the last bill we celebrated. First That's and last. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> But my point is, I just want my, it's kind of a twofold takeaway is to enjoy the first and embrace the season because it's such a special time. It's when everything is new and fresh and and fun. Soak it up. Um, Yes, soak it up. But he was saying too, like we weren't actively seeking Christ, but I will say this in hindsight, it's amazing to look back and see how he was prepping and priming us for the seasons to come. And he would leave us these little signs and we didn't know exactly what they were but well, let me pause one second okay like you guys have probably had these things but like it's not stupid it wasn't a coincidence if like you're praying and then like you're driving at 70 miles an hour and at the blip of a second you look over right as you're passing the truck and then that truck at the corner says you know jesus saves yeah <laughs> like yeah. you start having enough of those things happen I'm just talking from like a rational person perspective that the odds of that are very, very small. God is trying to like sprinkle and be like, dude, I'm giving you, you're okay. I got this stuff here. I'm going to show you this. I'm going to show you that. I'm going to show you this. Give them credit for it. So what our season when we fully didn't believe what he was doing was this little yeah. Well, we kept getting, we kept finding crosses and it was the most amazing one that I can recall was the day we were going to Marshall. We were traveling to Marshall, right? We were going to try to get jobs, jobs and we were super nervous. And all, yes. Yeah. And so we walk out to his car and there's this beautiful floral beautiful. cross 
sitting on his windshield. Like and someone I mean, made it. It was perfect, like perfect proportions. And we both look and we're like, well, where's this tree that this came from? It's clear across the parking lot or driveway or wherever and we And it were. looks like someone like put it together it was and super snapped fabricated. off perfectly. Yeah. I mean, it looked made. So if it was any of you, thank yes. you. Thank but, you. <laughs> but it was God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we just took it for what it was at the time. We're like, oh, this is awesome. Okay, we're on the right path. And that literally was what, how we took it at the but time. But isn't that like, it's like in hindsight, you might think you weren't on path or on track. Yeah. But like you start looking back and you go, look at what he did here. Yeah. Oh, no, God did show up in that. Yeah. Oh, no, he did have us. Oh, look at the timing of that. So like just because I wasn't on his team, mm-hmm. he was on our team the whole time. The whole time. He, he you never know, left. Yeah. That's why he's so good. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thank goodness he doesn't go off of <laughs> our mindset. No. Um, so go ahead. our next phase that we broke it into would be college and littles. And it's kind of self-explanatory because we were going to college and we had littles. And we had lots of college and lots of littles. So um, a, few. a few. I would say that our biggest life moment happened during this phase. Um, And my takeaway from this, I'm just going to preface it, is he makes a way. He always makes a way. And during this big life moment um, is when we became saved. But the background story would be that we were living in Marshall at the time. We were both going to SSU. He was doing undergrad. I was finishing up my degree. And um, we were working, working, working. He was working at Schwann's, and we got a lot of ice cream, and it was really great. And I was working at Good Applebee's. <laughs> I was working at Applebee's. We had great jobs. And, um, but we got to a point where we felt really stuck, and we felt lost a little bit. We felt like something big was missing in our lives. And, um, I mean, I would say that we were pretty desperate at that point. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we needed something to change, right? Yes. And um, we were so desperate that we... And we we still aren't right. I mean, we were getting signs, but, like, we weren't really actively seeking. We weren't really... No. um, We were just like, oh, well, good. You know, we're still on track. We still, you know, this should mean something. Right. So we we prayed. We prayed like, Lord, okay, we don't know how to really pray. It was awkward. (laughs) You know? (laughs) But we we need something to happen here. We need something to change. And... um, Lo and behold, I became pregnant with Isaiah, my our oldest. And Wait a second. The funniest thing. I came home one day. From uh, Schwanz. From Schwanz. <laughs> Schwanz is important. Um, I came home from Schwanz, and Sarah was sitting at the sink. And she was, like, there was dishes that were done. And she was just like splashing water and staring straight ahead. I wasn't really washing yes. up, but I was crying. <laughs> and crying. And I'm like, are you okay? So then I told him the news, which is obviously big news, and it was celebrated. But that was, that was what I thought God, that's what I, where I thought God was taking us. You know, I'm like, oh, this is amazing. Okay, good. This is scary, but good, right? And, but I didn't, little did we know that was just the beginning of, of his answer to our prayer, really. Um, do you want to share sure. that story? So, um, so I'm working at Schwann's and you got to understand this is a, um, it's a warehouse, but it's a freezer. So it's minus 20. So you're working in a giant frozen freezer and everybody that works there, especially a bunch of college dudes, Everybody thinks they're tough because we work in a freezer. 
and it's minus 20 out there, and we don't even care. And, uh, which I did care. I still have numbness. But they had gross, like, barrels. Oh, no, like, here's... Like, should we even mention those? Yes, we okay. should. Okay. <laughs> College guys figured out, you know, like, it's cold. If I run by and I spit on you, it'll stick. So you got horrible things going on. There would be fights. And then, like, you're blowing your nose all the time because you're hot and cold. And then you have a whole huge big blue barrel full of snotty tissue. And then, like, they get mad at someone, some guy, and then they grab him and head first in the tub. <laughs> Aren't you glad you came this morning? Uh, anyways, I don't know why that has nothing to do with it anything. It totally doesn't, but, but it was a good story, right? Uh, the whole point is like it's this rough and tumble place and here I'm at Schwann's and like my wife's pregnant now and it's kind of nervous and nerve-wracking but randomly this guy that I went to school with comes up to me and he goes um, hey I'm gonna go to this speaker tonight at this church do you want to come with and I was like I don't know I didn't really plan on it and who's the speaker and he goes well he's a prophet and I'm like I'm good <laughs> yeah, so you keep your profit, and I'm, I'm just fine. So, but what ended up happening is I said no, and then all I can explain is, like, I was in the car, and I was driving home, and I can picture where I was at, and I can picture everything. And as I'm driving, I just felt it wasn't like the audible voice of God, but, like, it, all I can say is it was like a Holy Spirit impression. Like, I just knew that I had to go. So even though I was scared to death of this prophet, dude, um, I got home, changed, and I went. Well, I went to the speaker, and it was, it was good, um, but the place was absolutely packed, because what I didn't know is this guy is traveling, and he had been there a month, and he was really good, and the whole community had kind of like been going to this guy for a month, working this into like, uh, it was a big deal. There was a lot going on. He the did spirit. church revivals. He did, and mm -hmm. basically the spirit was moving there. Mm -hmm. um, so... But it was still all very new for me. And so he gets to the end. And then he goes, so what we're going to do next is we're going to do an altar call. And so then I said, that's my cue. Because the fake televangelists do this on TV. So I was ready to leave. And when I went to turn, all these people knew he was that everyone in. goes up every night. So as I turned to leave everyone's coming up and I can't leave. And so I just turn and go with the current. And, and then, so then I'm standing up there and I am scared to death. And I'm like, this is weird. And they start laying hands on people and people start falling like dominoes. And it's just going down the line. And I'm watching and I'm like, well, they haven't met me. Because I'm not just doing this for show and I don't know anybody here and I don't care if I'm not going to fall. Well, they went down the line, and then as he got to me, the guy laid his hands on me, and I mean, I'm standing up. <laughs> like, try it. I'm going to be the one. And he laid hands on me, and I got laid out. And in that moment, it was like a download. And what happened was, is like God started speaking, and in that second, I felt his love, and I felt like he was just like, it was like affirmations. It was all just a floodgate. I was just overwhelmed with emotion. But in that moment, it was like, oh my gosh, everything I read about, everything that was a kind of good idea, everything that I probably should just do out of insurance reasons was real. 
and he is real, and he does love me, and he's got me, and I'm protected, and it just, it blew my mind. So like, that was the night I got saved, and so I was jacked. And he comes home. I get home, and she thinks, I lost it. Like, I came out of nowhere, and I'm like, and then this happened, and then this guy, and then he, I fell over, and, and then... I have zero background in anything like that. And I'm like, and then I was bawling. She's like, you're crying? And I'm like, I was crying. <laughs> Your turn. <laughs> yeah. So then I'm like, and you need to go. And she's like, I'm okay. I think I'm fine. Actually, I worked, so I did have an excuse, but I got done early that night. you picked next. up a shift, so you had to work. <laughs> anyway, I freaked her out a little bit. I went the next night. It was good again. But then I didn't know, but the last night was his last night. The third night was his last night. Well, then finally I talked her into it, and then I got her to come with, and then... um, Yeah, so it was his very last night, which I wasn't even aware of, but I caught him on the tail end. And um, when I walked in, I remember feeling just this immense amount of peace, and I don't know that I had ever felt that before. So I became soft and accepting of the situation, but again, they did the altar call, and um, I went up reluctantly, but kind of, I mean, I I was hungry, you guys, at that point, and I knew knew something was going to change that night, I just didn't know what it was, and he did the altar call, and he just was sharing words with everybody, and the word that he shared with me at the time was perfect for the season. Uh, which is what God does, right? I mean, he knows exactly what you need to hear when you need to hear it. And I also received the Holy Spirit that evening for the first time, and it was life-changing, and it was pivotal. I would say that it was is the most important moment of our, of our lives. And we became saved together, which I just love that part of our story too, um, that it happened, that God really knew that we needed that both of us needed it, even though I kind of pushed it off a little bit, mm-hmm. like three days later. Well, but and then and I, I guess my my takeaway point from that season, mm-hmm. um, because that probably was the most profound part of it, was we knew enough that at least after that happened that we got plugged into the church and like we started going to the college youth group and we started showing we up. We were on know, fire. Going Wednesday night and Sunday night and going to special meetings and then there was outreaches that we were a part of and and so we we really did plug in and it helped us grow and and really I mean my biggest takeaway is like how special this is because that's exactly what we have here. Mm-hmm. Um it's room to grow. It's room, you know, like as much as you want to do, you can do. Um, if you need help and someone to stand around you, you know, you look at, I could say right now, raise your hand, everyone that's willing to, you know, help someone out. Really, let's just do it. Are you willing to talk with someone? Okay. So if you need help, there's 50 people you could just go talk to that literally that is what this is for. It's not about having your stuff together. It's like, how do we walk this out successfully? And like, I'm good at one thing. You're good at another thing. Let's kind of help boost each other's strengths and weaknesses and make sure that we're walking this out together. And my biggest takeaway was just like the profound impact of the church on my life. Once you get that change, you've got to get plugged into it because otherwise, you know, there's too many forces that'll try to take you away. And I think that was probably our biggest um, a win. Yeah, yeah. big time. I don't know how we did it without all that. Yes, yeah. we wouldn't have. I don't know. Um, oh, quick story. So I got saved. I'm jacked up. 
Uh, I don't necessarily have tact yet. I just have the Jesus part. <laughs> so I thought that, like, you know, all ministry is good ministry. And um, so when we moved back here, I was working at Steinbring at the time, which is now just Alec Motors, and I was the car runner. So they'd be like, go get this car, go run this to, go run this here, go run that there. So I was running in the car. So my ministry was every time I jumped in somebody's car, and I was fast, I would set their first preset to Praise FM. <laughs> we don't recommend doing that. Every single, if it was a redneck truck, I'd set two. I was like, I'm like, they're going to get in it, and they're going to push the button, and then Jesus dose. is going to come on, and who knows, maybe he'll save them. You know? So I went through, and I did it. I got away with it for a while. But then like one day I did get called in the office and they were not happy. So you probably shouldn't, unbeknownst to others, change their stuff. Even if it's for a good cause. But my heart was right. Your heart was in the right place. Yeah. <laughs> um, Should we yeah. move on to the next one? Let's do it. Okay. Uh, our next phase would be career and kids. And actually we're in this phase right now. Um, it is the freshest. It's the newest. It's the longest. Um, I would say it started when we moved back here 12 years ago when we finished up school and came back to live here. We're both from here, like I said, and be here on a permanent basis. Um, we moved back. We bought a house. We had a baby. Um, you are building up a practice. I was building up a business, a uh, cleaning business, and that was where we were at. We were in the trenches kind of I mean it was like a mortgage and student loan payments and you all of a sudden have to start paying back all the school loans I mean go figure and um so Until the next election yeah, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know <laughs> Bernie that um, was a joke come on <laughs> you guys are stuffy <laughs> Wow, Trump 2020, I guess. Okay, back on drag here. Uh, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything, right? Um, So that was where we were at in that season. And that was a hard place to be. It it was tricky. There was a whole level of seriousness there that we hadn't experienced yet. Um, For me, and this came more, I mean more recently, but like I, the biggest tool I can say and like God is, it took like embarrassingly long for me to figure this out, but yet it seems so simple. But like my biggest takeaway and the biggest thing I could say in this season is, um, you need to take time for yourself to actually separate and figure out yourself. So what I mean by that is like, if you really are clueless, then you should do the Enneagrams and the strength finders and like it sounds stupid, but it's so worth it because there's so much in there that it's you don't so know. It's so interesting. You can't see it. It's like Sarah says, she's like, I can't design my own house because I'm in it. <laughs> but then she walks into everyone else's and she just knows what to do. You can't see your stuff because you're in it. So my biggest thing was like, you start to see themes in your life of I screw up here more often. I goof up here. I tend to get slack here. Um, uh, you know, like I might have sin tendencies if this happens or if this happens. Like just taking the time to sit down and go, these are the things that make me happy. These are the things that make me sad or make me frustrated. These are where I really flourish. This is how God speaks to me the best. 
Because what you do then, it's not hard. Where's your weak points? Then you reverse engineer like your daily rituals around your weak points. So like for me, which I did talk about this in the men's, like the men's thing that's coming up soon. I talked at the last one and I was talking about like a cheat sheet. Like I literally, I went through, finally said, okay, God, show me all of my stuff. Show me the stuff that I don't want to see and show me how I can do better at it. And what ended up happening is he kind of, he showed me and I started finding out all of these things. And before you know it, I've got it down now to like, I call it my ethos, but it's like, this is a card that like in the morning, it speaks to all my weak areas. Like, should I read it? <laughs> no, <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> it's not that spicy. Um, Honey, you don't yeah. have any weak areas. <laughs> Wait till we leave here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, but like, I can't tell you how valuable the reverse engineering of like taking time to set up, like, God told, like, every time I would try to set aside time with him and separate or write down how I was feeling on paper or, like, talk out loud, talking to myself about the things, the enemy will tell you this is dumb and this is stupid and, you know, people don't need to write this down and what do you need to, and what are you talking to yourself for? Because in the Bible it says to do it, and let me just say, science backs up self-talk. You say it out loud, it's got way more power. The word said that thousands of years ago, but now we're finding out science-wise, that's also correct. So like, if you want to cement stuff home and get change and you're sick of falling in the same stuff, talk to yourself, write down a list. All of that stuff is super valuable. And for like, for me, if I wake up a little off, I know this is exactly where I go before I leave the house. Because I'm not going to figure out at one that I was off track. I'm going to get myself, set my compass right away, get my stuff steered back in, and then what happens is day after day after day, I have just found that instead of that 15 degrees off, I might be five, okay? That's a win. So, like, for me, the simplicity of reverse engineering your weaknesses and, like, having a plan to do better has helped me tremendously. Right. Well, and... So I can attest to the opposite of that, and I know the importance of that because I've lived out the opposite, which was where I was not reflecting in, and I wasn't um, figuring out who I was, and I kind of lost myself a little bit in this season, the career and kids season. Um, We had a ton to be thankful for, and we were busy, but I kind of got in a funk, and uh, this funk was because I, I I was feeling unfulfilled. I felt off purpose. I was lost, I dare say depressed, and um, we had a lot to be thankful for too. So then there was the guilt of why am I feeling all this inner turmoil and um, selfishness when I have all these things that I'm thankful for and I have a great church and I have healthy kids and we have great jobs. And But I literally just went into a, a pretty deep, dark funk for a good while. And really, I had to have a major come-to-Jesus moment and have transparency with Justin and have hard talk, hard decisions, hard conversations about what to do. And basically, I think, um, I know that during that time, um, it was basically building me up to a transition phase. And I wasn't wasn't living my purpose. And... I wasn't following my dreams, but God reminded me during this season of what he initially called me to do. Even as a little girl, I knew I was going to be a designer. I knew I was going to be an interior designer. And, you know, I, I pushed that aside um, 
because I was so happy to do it too. But as a mom and as supporting me and a supportive wife and, you know, working all the jobs to put him through school and, and all those things, then those were really great things to put my dream aside. But it, I felt like it was like my time to, to pursue that and yes. follow God's calling for me. But it felt really selfish. And so my takeaway, I'm just going to make sure I plug this in. It's never too late to be who you're meant to be. It's never too late. And um, I had to believe that myself. And I'm not going to cry. Okay? <laughs> just not going to cry. Coming. No. <laughs> I told you. I'm not going to cry. So um, we had a, a come to Jesus moment. And basically, I told him that I just felt like it was an impossible thing. I was like, it's not possible. I can't go back to school. I can't drop what I'm doing. We have kids that are in school. How do we, how are we ever going to make this work? And so I kind of dropped it. I kind of just figured out it wasn't wasn't going to happen. And so Justin, um, being the fixer that he is, um, always have been (laughs) and always will be, but we went on a date, by the way, date your spouse, always date your spouse, date forever. That's a bonus tip. Date, date, date. (laughs) It is a bonus tip. You have to keep dating. You have to keep dating. Like you have to keep texting them. Yep. Text them all the time. Yep. Say nice things. Little heart notes. emojis go a long way, you know? Um. Yeah. The <laughs> smiley face with the kissy thing. <laughs> yeah. <it's laughs> Setting aside time. Yeah. We could do a whole sermon on, on emojis. dating. Emojis. Yeah. On, emo- on dating. Please, no emojis. Um, <laughs> I got off track. So... <laughs> Dating, okay? But he took me on a date, and he sat me down, and he's like, okay, well, by the way, I signed you up for school, and you start in two weeks. <laughs> and we had a vacation in there, and I had a business to figure out what to do with. So it felt scary. I was like, you know, I, it felt so good and right, and I'm not going to cry. And... Um, but I knew that God was going to meet us where we were at because I knew that that was his plan for me and us during that season. And I knew that that was one of the many solutions to the problem that I was in at the time, the funk that I was in. So I traded funk for freedom, and that was what God did for me. And again, it's never too late to be who you're meant to be. I went to school. God met us exactly where he needed to meet us during that time. Um, provision. Um, my whole dynamic of the family had to change because all of a sudden mom was gone eight to eight, you know, Monday through Friday. And I had just had so many different responsibilities. Um, but I'm just so thankful that you are a fixer. <laughs> but also... Meddler. Yeah, <laughs> meddler. Depends on the, depends on the situation. <laughs> yeah, we could go in other situations. But anyway, um, so God, God was there. And I just want to encourage you all, like... There was a strong, long season of me doing what I did know that God wanted me to do, and that was to be a mom and to be a wife and and to focus on those things. But the dreams that are in there aren't there for no reason. Yes. You know? It's not selfish. No, no. And I had to. Right. I had to convince myself and believe that wholeheartedly that it wasn't selfish for me to pursue what he put in there in the first place. So, and he blesses that. And I don't want to forget that. So in my business, um, which he's blessed tremendously, but in my business, I want to make sure like I'm giving it all to him and I'm giving my clients to him. I'm giving 
all the entrepreneurial junk and blessings to him, and I don't have to take it. I don't have to handle it on my own. And so for all you business owners, just know, like, in the morning, I literally hand, I, I do this. I'm like, okay, Lord, take this client, take this job, take this uh, financial struggle, take this um, decision I have, take, take this, this deadline, that take this sofa wrong. that I'm stuck with. <laughs> you need a sofa? Yeah, no, <laughs> selling a sofa. Um, it's really cheap. And we were, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> But I well, really I do have a sofa. Yeah, you bought it. Yes. <laughs> we bought it. Okay. He, he digressed. But I just want to make sure you all are aware, like, it's never too late to be who you're meant to be. It's just, it's not. Well, and I think, too, like, uh, it comes back to what I was saying about knowing yourself. If you have a deep-seated desire to do something, I don't, I mean, yes, if it's to go get hammered and float the river, then it might not be from God, but... If it's, uh, if it's a deep-seated dream, like, that's your marching orders. Right. Like, if you don't take time to look at where God's pulling you and leading you, that's where you're supposed to go. So if you have this pull, like, quit pushing it off. It doesn't have to be big things, but start hedging things that way. Right. Like, start moving in that direction, because guess what? If it's there, and you can't quit it, and you knew that you shouldn't, that you should, you know, you should have forgot it 57 times, but it won't quit, mm-hmm. that's God telling you, his voice is telling you that you're supposed to be doing that, right. and I guarantee you, you start walking in that, he's going to meet you, and then you got your next, you know, five-hour energy for it, yeah. and then you got your next, and before you know it, you're building it takes um, patience, too. I mean, it takes a ton of patience and trust. Because you might have other seasons you go through first before you can, can get to that. So, um, And my, I'm not very patient. None of us are. <laughs> um, oh, my biggest takeaway from that was, like, uh, take 21-year-old Justin that is trying to do it on his own and thinking he has to figure it out. And then the flip is, like, I've gone now 180, where it's, like, I think you should over Jesus everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I literally, I told Mike the other day, this sounds really quirky, but um, I never want to take a shower for granted. Now, why would I care about showers? It's not about the shower, but like, guess what? There's a lot of places, there's no running water. We don't know anything about that. So we just think that's silly to be thankful for water and stuff like that. So we just breeze over it because it's a guarantee. But like, there is millions of people that can't take a shower, let alone a hot shower. So like every single day, I don't want to lose that. So I'm like, thank you, Lord, for my bed that I woke up that was cozy and comfy. Thank you for the shower. Thank you for hot water. My truck started. I appreciate that. You know, thank you that I didn't get in an accident on the way to work. Thank you that. And like now. Grateful. But that's what the word says, Mm -hmm. the comings and goings. You're supposed to be talking as you come and you go, as you're walking. Christ is supposed to constantly, it's not because it's just a good idea for a religion, okay? Although it is a good strategy that way. But if you flip it and you look at God is not the answer to our problems. He's the designer of everything. Mm -hmm. So he has this thing already set up. All we got to do is like dig in a little bit, find out what it's saying to us and take those things and start applying them and it will become fruitful. Like God has laws, just like the tithing 10% law, just like 
God has these things in place and it will not return void. And if you start acting out, the first few steps might be shaky or scary, but before you know it, you start putting them in place and walking, he will show up. Because it's not the answer to a problem we already had. It's been the answer from before it started. So like, it's not a matter of if it's right, it's his. Mm -hmm. So as soon as we line up with it, we bring him into everything we're doing. We have gratitude. I find for myself that if I have fear, I'm lacking gratitude. Worship and worry can't inhabit the same place. I, if I, I, I'm not thankful. And, and someone could say, you know, and I had someone say, well, you can be both. And I know you can. But if you really boil it down, the fear that you're having is because you don't trust it's going to be taken care of. Right. You know? So I've learned that myself. So like really bringing him into everything I can, asking him to cover everything, and then he shows up and then I'm boosted and then I'm amped because I'm seeing him moving and now I know he's here and I know he's in all my situations. Now I have confidence. Now I'm going to do more. Then I'll set my bar higher. And that's how, I mean, he's designed for us to level up. We're not supposed to, you know, sit in our living room and just hope that uh, the rapture comes. You know, we're supposed to keep leveling up and growing and gaining. That was his design. Right. Yeah. So, sweet. Yeah. Is that it? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> you rocked it. Um, I have to say super quick, I'm super proud of my wife. And I never thought that she would come up here. And I was the one who was supposed to talk. And she volunteered to do it with me. And it was so much better. So you're hired every time. Um, but let's, uh, we'll, uh, we'll cover and uh, cover the rest of the day and uh, we'll close. So Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you so much for this day. We thank you for the tremendous blessings and all the things you had to line up for us to be in here. You know, we're blessed enough to come to church, to have free schedules, to not be in stressful situations, that we can come together and grow and build and, and learn from each other, Father. We thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for your heart. We thank you for your protection over everybody in this building. And we just pray, Father, that this, these words would go forward, that they would multiply in your own way as only you can do. And we just pray protection as we go forward in this week, knowing that you are the answer for everything. We appreciate you, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us today in the ministry of God's Word. My prayer today is that you will experience a new revelation of who Christ is in you. Feel free to make as many copies of this message as you like. For more information about Church for the Harvest scheduled ministry times in meeting place, please visit us at churchfortheharvest.com or contact the church office at 320 759 1400 at Church for the Harvest, you belong.